Hey everybody, welcome to What's Up with Pastor Chuck and um, I am really, really excited to talk with you today about uh, something that is coming up, but it's a part of What's Up with Pastor Chuck. But I want to say this, are you with me in realizing and, and being aware that we're living in a time truly like no other? Um, and you got to wonder what's going on. I mean, what's going on uh, in California where we are uh, there there right now? We've had a record setting fire season and we're not even in the worst part of the fire season. Uh, then just yesterday, uh, the National Weather Service told us something that we actually right now uh, are in a time for a record setting number of uh, tropical storms that are most likely turn into hurricanes in the Atlantic Ocean than they've had in the years of studying it. As a matter of fact, right now there's a total of 25 named tropical storms that most likely will turn into hurricanes. Then we're watching multiple hurricanes hit the, the Gulf Coast at the same time. Uh, then we have the coronavirus and we have the flu season coming. And, and we don't know if it's true. I want to be honest. We don't know if it's true. Uh, but those who are in the medical field are telling us when those two converge, we could have a time of disease like we've never experienced before. Uh, so we have so many different things happening all around the world, along with racial unrest, along with a, a, a political firestorm brewing in the United States. Like maybe I don't know that I've ever remembered uh, uh, seeing or feeling or experiencing before. So here's the thing I want to ask you. What's up? What's up with this? What's up with what's going on? What's up with what all we're facing and experiencing? And, and so what we got to ask is, where is God in all this? And I believe God is more active than ever. Now, that's what I want to tell you. I believe he's more active than ever. Uh, matter of fact, I'm wearing right now my um, Ask Me What I Believe shirt, you know. And, and so I think that's what it says. Yeah, ask me my whatever, Tracy. Uh, and so uh, we wear this shirt around here at Crossroads sometimes to see what people will do. And all the time people will stop me. They'll stop me at Costco. They'll stop me at Dunkin' Donuts. And they'll say, so what do you believe? And I almost always used to answer, I believe that Jesus Christ is Lord and he loves you. And that's a fun answer to give because I do believe that. But now what happens is very often I say, I believe God's active in the world today. I believe behind the scenes, if you could look, God is more active right now. Uh, than you could know, and, and maybe that he's been in a long time, because in the Bible, there are lots of seasons that God begins to work more actively, and I think right now we're in one of those. Uh, so I want to have you think about that. Uh, I want to have you think about uh, what's going on. Uh, actually, saw uh, Job 37 verse 5 says this, God thunders with his voice wondrously, doing great things which we cannot comprehend. So God right now is doing great things that we cannot comprehend. And so I believe God is more active than ever. Um, I remember uh, back when I was doing Next Gen Ministry, uh, there was a, a, a young college guy that I loved. I loved this guy. And, and he was an atheist. And so what happened is he asked me that question, what do you believe? And we began to talk about it. And then he looked at me and said this. He said, how could a loving God or how could there be a loving God with so much evil in the world? so much pain, so much hurt, so much violence. And I, I paused and, and I just kept thinking, Lord, what do I say to this young guy? Because I really do care about him. And I looked at him and I, hear, I asked him a question before I gave him an answer. I said, why do you believe God's loving? 
why is your presupposition that there's a loving God, that if there's a God, he's got to be loving? And he looked at me and said, well, if there's a God, wouldn't he be loving? And I said, why do you think that would be the case? You just said the world's filled with pain and hurt and evil. What if he's a monster? And I goes, there's something inside you that just doesn't think that could be true. And, and you ought to saw his face. He was like, well, no, yeah, I, I, I would. That's not what I would think. And I said, you know why? Because deep down inside, you, you know there's a God. I think deep down, you know there's a God, even though it's hard for you right now. And you're hoping and believing and even expecting God's loving. And by the way, God is loving. God is loving. Behind the scenes, a loving God is at work. Behind the scenes of what's going on in the world, behind the world scene, God is loving. And he's orchestrating things so more and more and more people might come to know him and come to know his love. Right now, that loving God is at work in your life individually. And that's what I'm getting excited about. Get ready. See, we're studying right now on the Sunday morning messages, the book of Isaiah. And if you're not with us in that, I really want you to be. And Isaiah, Isaiah was so unique amongst all the prophets because he saw God and he saw God at work. He saw God at work in his day. He saw God at work in the time when Jesus would come the first time. And he got one of the clearest views of Jesus of almost anybody in the Bible and then he saw our day and our time. Um, and, and I'm going to be sharing things in the coming weeks out of Isaiah that you're going to go, oh my, he's talking about us because he is. Then he also sees the second coming of Christ and he sees what we call the millennial reign of Jesus where Jesus reigns for a thousand years. And Isaiah said he saw it. Most everything in Isaiah was a vision he saw. And so what would happen in, in parts of Isaiah that I'm hoping you, you understand as we study this and as you read it, and if you have our journal as you do the journal, it, is you see that Isaiah might have been looking at, for instance, the king of his day, Ahaz, and he's looking at him, but it's almost like he looks out in that very moment and he sees Jesus and, and Ahaz and his current day fade away. And he can see what God is doing behind the scenes, behind the scenes. So what is God doing in your life behind the scenes? If you were watching a, a TV show or you're watching a movie, what you're going to see is not behind the scenes. Uh, they're only going to show you the scene. And so you'll see the actors acting. You'll see the interaction. You'll see the battle being fought. But if you look behind the scenes, you see a director. And the director's directing the action. The director is, is telling the uh, different people what to do. He might be calling for lights at this scene. And he might be calling for sound to go at this moment. And for the explosion to happen over here. And for the actor to face the camera. And to show a particular kind of emotion in the moment. And for the person to look a certain way. And for this person to enter on sequence at this time. And, and what we see is just the scene. And behind the scenes, there's the camera people. Behind the scenes, the sound people. Behind the scenes, the special effects people. Behind the scenes, the villain who's about to enter. Behind the scenes, the director who's directing. And right now, I'm, what I'm trying to get across is if you could see behind the scenes in your life, you would see God is orchestrating things for you, directing things for you, doing things for you. And so now, not this Wednesday, but the a week from Wednesday, we're going to go into a fairly long series called Behind the Scenes. And I want to teach you and show you how to spot God behind the scenes, how to know about God's will and what he's doing. 
Let me give you more of the theme verse of behind the scenes. It's Jeremiah 29, 11 and 12, 11, uh, 12 and 13, actually in 14. And it says this, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for calamity to give you a future and a hope. Then you, you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. And I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes and will gather you from all the nations and from all the places where I have driven you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back to the place where I sent you in exile. Now, God is talking to the nation of Israel and he's talking about a time they'd be scattered and God will bring them back. Why? Because God would be working in the moment and God would be working behind the scenes to make that happen. But God gives a promise to them and this promise is for us also. And God said, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. The word plans is a very interesting Hebrew word. It means to plan, it means to instruct, it means to direct, but the root word, that root of that Hebrew word means to weave or to interweave. Now, why is that important? Because God says this, God says, not everything that happens is my will. We're going to study that in depth. See, a lot of people act like, well, you know, somehow everything is God's will. No, lots of what happens is not God's will. Lots of what you have personally done was not God's will. Think about it. You've done things that you know God would not want you to do, would not be his will for you to do. God gave you free will so you could do that. And we're going to actually study in behind the scenes how free will and God's sovereign will interact together. It's cool. It's really cool. But God says, not everything that I, I do, not everything that you do, not everything that's been done to you, not everything that's occurred is God's will. But God says it is his will to weave his plans in the midst of all that's happening. And when you love him and you commit your life to him, Romans 8, 28 comes into play where God says, I cause all things to work together for good for those who love God and those who live their lives according to his purpose. So he doesn't cause all things. That's not what Romans 8, 28 says. It says he causes all things to work together for good. So we're going to study how God is working behind the scenes to make your life better, to make your life more purposeful, to, to bring good things into your life. And so God will interweave his will into all that is happening and all your interactions. By the way, it's very complex. The world's very complex. And, and, and God's going to interweave his, his will and his ways in the midst of all of it so that you get good, so that you get welfare and you get great things, not calamity and not disaster. So what does that mean? Well, think about it. God can interweave in the midst of everything that happens. His love, his care, his grace, his purpose, his glory, his joy, his peace. Even at times when you're suffering hurt and you're suffering pain and, and you've committed sin. Uh, and you know what that might be? It might be like the dark areas of a tapestry. Now, the, think about a tapestry. A tapestry is, is a huge, huge art piece of artwork, or it's a rug or something like that, that, that has all these strings that interweave. And, and then you could see design in it. Uh, what's so interesting about a great tapestry, though, is there's dark areas of the tapestry that have dark strings. Those are not God's will. Then there's the brighter or the more colorful parts of the tapestry. 
Now here's the, don't miss this. This gets really good to me. I don't know about you. Hopefully it gets good to you. The brighter strings, more colorful strings come together to make an incredible picture. And all of the dark areas of the tapestry make the bright areas or the colorful areas stand out more. So in my life, I have sin. But in God's will, he interweaves grace in the midst of it that, that makes it stand out more. And it's more incredible and more amazing and more breathtaking because God does something wondrously even with my failure and pain. I, I've had times that I've been hurt by somebody and God will interweave his love and his healing in the midst of that and it becomes more meaningful and more incredible because of what he does. You see, the dark areas of our life that are not God's will allow the bright areas of our life and the beautiful areas of our life and the majestic areas of our life to stand out because that darkness looks dark, but the light looks light and the light is brighter, and the light is more incredible because of what God does. And I want to teach you on that. I want to show you. It's not something we could cover in a moment or even in one sermon, but we're going to talk about the fact that God has a sovereign will. But God's sovereign will allows free will where you can actually do what you choose to do. And yet God in all his sovereignty takes into account everything you'll do and everything I'll do. Then God has a plan. God has a plan that if you follow that plan, you're going to experience things that you can't imagine. Not always easy, but always incredible, always good. By the way, if you were to look uh, uh, at a great scene in a movie or a great story, there might be times of challenge and times of conflict. But behind the scenes, the director's working to bring about the happily ever after ending for you. Uh, that a moment of victory for you. That time of love for you. That time of joy for you. And God's doing all that. So standing with that young guy, and I asked that question, why do, you, why do you think that if there's a God, he has to be loving? He said, somehow deep inside, that's got to be true if there's a God. And I said, the good news is there is a God, and he is. And that God is working on your behalf. That God is doing things on your behalf. That God behind the scenes is doing amazing things. So I want you to know that that's occurring. I want you to know he's orchestrating things for you, even even when you may not do the right thing. Uh, I'll give you an example of a, a couple I know. And actually, I knew the girl before I knew the guy. But what happened is she had uh, been a part of our, our next-gen ministry. And, uh, what ha and, and she uh, graduated from college, got a really good job. And the first snow hit here in California. And her friends said to her, come on, you got to go snow skiing with us. And she was like, I can't. I just got this job, so I can't take off. And they go, come on, you got to go with us. And by the way, she's a Christian. She's born a Christian on fire for the Lord. But her friends pressured her, and she gave in. And she gave in. And, and called in to work and said she was sick. Was it God's will for her to do that? No. <laughs> no, it's not. She lied. And it's not ever God's will for you to lie because God is a God of truth. So she goes snow skiing and on the, I don't know, second, third or fourth run down the mountain, she goes down hard and breaks her leg. Can you imagine? She's laying there in a very painful moment. But what hurt her more than her leg is the realization that when she went back to work, they'd go, how did you break your leg? Because she called in sick and she would be caught. I mean, she's going to be outed for lying. Probably lose her job. Most likely lose her job. And so they had to take her down the run. 
uh, an emergency rescue. She had to be taken in an ambulance to the hospital, uh, which, by the way, is going to hit her insurance now that she had just gotten. And uh, she's laying in the emergency room just thinking, God, I blew it. I really blew it. And uh, in the emergency room walks this really good-looking guy. Uh, he happens to be her doctor, and he walks over, and he goes, you look like you're in a lot of pain. And she actually looked at him, and she's crying. And she said, no, I just am so afraid. And she tells the whole story. And she begins her story this way. I'm a Christian, and I lied <laughs> at work. And, and I told him I was, I, I was sick, and I went snow skiing, and now I think I'm going to lose my job. And, and I just went to college, and God just got this great job. And and I'm a Christian, and what kind of a witness am I? And, and, and the doctor starts to laugh, and he goes, hey, I'm a Christian too, and I just moved in the area. He had just come here to basically actually do his residency. And he goes, what church do you go to? And she told him, and he goes, well, I'm looking for a church. She goes, well, my church is a great church. You probably can't tell from what I'm doing. But uh, she ends up inviting him to church. And he said, you know what, I'll go because I don't want to go alone. So he even was willing to commute to be with her at church, by the way. I think I mentioned doctor and good looking. <laughs> uh, uh, so anyway, what happens is she ends up, you know, going through getting her cast and all those things. And she uh, goes into work early to admit to her boss what she had done. She totally confesses. She talks about how that's not really in her nature or character. Her boss says, well, I'm going to have to write you up, but we're not going to fire you. We're not going to let you go. He's, he said, but I hope you've learned from this. And she said, oh, I have. I have. And she thought about a verse in Numbers that actually says your sin will find you out. And she felt like God was working behind the scenes to expose her sin, to discipline her so she wouldn't do that again. Well, then the doctor ends up going to church. He did. He, he was true to his word. Uh, he ends up meeting her at church. They end up having a really great friendship. And through their friendship, they end up getting closer. Uh, they end up following in love and they end up having a great relationship together. And, and here's the thing I want to point out. Behind the scenes, God was interweaving. Behind the scenes, God was going to expose her sin, but he was going to even take what she had done and use it for her good by allowing her to meet this incredible guy who happened to be a doctor, who happened to be on fire for the Lord, happened to need a new friend in the area. He needed a church, and God, in the midst of all that, brought all this good. God does that. He does wondrous things we can't imagine. He interweaves his will into our life. He makes things happen that are incredible. Because as I talked to that young college student, he is a loving God who uh, has plans for you that he causes for your welfare and not for your calamity to give you a future and a hope. And we're going to start a week from Wednesday studying on this. And you're going to begin to see how you can spot God behind the scenes, how you could experience what God's doing and be aware of his direction better, how you can begin to, to take biblical steps to know God's will for your life. So when you have any decision to make, any plan to come up with, you can know what God would want you to do. And so we're going to teach on the will of God, the general will of God, the specific will of God, the sovereign will of God, how God's will is to give you free will, how God takes even the failure in your life and turns them for good, how God turns trials and, and, and times of challenge and times of brokenness and turns good things out of that. We're going to study all that. So we're going to go deep into the theology of the will of God and how a loving God, a loving God brings so much good into your life because he does. He does. 
So uh, I can't wait to study on that with you. So what's up with Pastor Chuck is this. What's up? Behind the scenes, God loves you. God's working for you. And I can't wait for you to understand better how God does this, what he does, why he does it, and how you can actually spot his working quicker. And you can hear his voice, how you can tune into his voice more. Super excited for that series. I hope you invite people to watch with you. Don't just watch alone. Invite people to watch with you and get ready to experience the God who's working for you behind the scenes. Hey, you have a great week. I can't wait uh, to be with you, to share these things with you. And again, never watch alone. Always watch with someone else. And I can't wait till we share that time together. God bless you guys and have a great week.